Fearless Friday. All right, everybody, welcome to Fearless Friday. It's my favorite day of the week. And um, we've had so many good, amazing guests. But today we have Seth Ressler, who, again, I know I say this every week, but I've known for a really long time. I just know some really great people, you guys. I'm so sorry. But um, reached out to him. I remember him from back when I used to work at the Providence Phoenix. And I think he worked for BRU, right? I, I was the program director at the 95.5 WBRU in Providence. Oh, yeah. RIP. Hmm. For both yeah. of them, for that and the Phoenix. Yes, but um, I saw you on. You, you know, there was a time when they competed against each other because you guys I owned F and X. That that was the Boston legendary Boston alternative station for a long time, oh. and then it came into Providence, and so all of a sudden I had to go from loving F and X to to you know competing with F and X. It was yeah, uh, really so, yeah. Craziness. So I saw that you've been doing Mark. Oh, so anyways, everyone, Seth Ressler. <laughs> Oh, hi. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yes, by the way, sorry. <laughs> I got excited about talking about the Phoenix. So, um, so I saw that you're doing some marketing things. I know you've always been a radio guy and you uh, clearly have way better audio capabilities than I do, <laughs> but tell us about what you've been doing. Tell us about your marketing background. Yeah, so, you know, I, I was a radio guy. I mean, I actually started at WBRU when I was a student at Brown uh, okay. University. Uh, and, and then I was one of these radio guys that moved every couple of years. So I went to the point in St. Louis, which is an alternative rock station out okay. there, WBCN in Boston, which was the big rock station back in the day, a station called The End in Seattle, uh, and then came back to run WBRU. And, um, and after I left, I went into digital marketing. I actually left radio completely uh, and, and just started learning a lot of things that frankly, you know, I mean, and this was at the beginning, like this was when, you know, Facebook, you know, was first open to the public and you didn't have to be a college student to use it. Twitter <laughs> just came out, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I spent about 10 years uh, working at digital, you know, marketing companies, uh, you know, and, and learning all the digital tactics um, at, at various companies. And then about seven years ago, I got pulled back into radio. It's, uh, it's like that line from the Godfather three, you know, just every time I get out, they pull me back in. <laughs> Right. But but now I consult radio and television broadcasters all over the country awesome. on digital strategy because I learned all this stuff by leaving the industry, by seeing what they did in other industries. Yeah. And so when people ask me what I do, uh, I tell them I'm a translator. I speak internet and I speak radio and I help radio stations with their with their internet strategies. That's awesome. So what kinds of things do you, is it, is it different between the radio and the TV and a regular like B2B or B2C type customer? I mean, I'm, sure, I'm sure the similarities and, and differences. But. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's content marketing, right? That yeah. is the overarching strategy, yes. no matter what you're doing. <laughs> so it's, you know, and, and, you know, I talk to radio stations about this and or television stations and what they don't realize is that they've always been doing content marketing. Mm -hmm. It's not something new to them that they don't know. You know, they've been creating content. It's just that they've only been creating that content on the airwaves. And now it's about, okay, you've got to create that content on the internet too. And yeah. how do you do that? And we put that strategy together. I mean, they gave me the title of digital dot connector when I, I love that. 
it's, uh, it's it's unusual. It's strange. And I love uh, it. We we all have funky titles at OWS. What, what, is, what is your funky title? <laughs> I am like you know the CEO or whatever. I don't. Oh, I mean, that's not that funky. That's like the title, but <laughs> but I'm marketing magic maker. Oh, there you and go. We have so. we have a design diva, um, and graphic artist. We have project manager and marketing guru. And we have, uh, oh, Kim, of course, is director of client delight and uh, strategic strategy, strategic something. I can't remember the name. Ah, she's going to kill me. So, <laughs> so yeah, so a fun title and a real title. <laughs> I've got one of those titles. But the, but the reason behind it was, you know, when I started in radio, and this is going back 25 years at this point, you needed to know how to use the cart machines and the CD players. And you were good. Uh, that was it. And all of a sudden now you need to know how to use, you know, Google Analytics and WordPress and, and email marketing and all these social networks and, and Clubhouse and podcasting and TikTok and you name it. And, yep. you know, the question is, well, how do we use all these, especially at media entities that frankly don't have enough employees? Uh, you know, how do they cover all that? And, and more importantly, how do all these different pieces fit together? So I'm the guy who comes in and helps them design a strategy that ultimately connects back to the bottom line and fits all these different pieces together. Cause they were just sitting there going, well, we, we got a a thousand retweets. That's good. Right. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, it's, it's better than none, I guess, but you know, how how does that ultimately affect what the business does uh, and move the business forward? And so it's been a lot about figuring out how these different pieces fit together into a coherent strategy. I love that. I feel like anyone that's in, you know, we do that a lot with our clients. We, we tend to focus a lot on real estate and lending, but again, that's my background. If I was like you, I would, I would definitely be in radio and TV as well. But, you know, I feel like we're all those dot connectors, right? It's like, yeah. as an entrepreneur, you're like, well, what do I, where do I start? Right. I've got to run a business. I've got to do a marketing strategy. I've got to do this. I've got to, I've got to wear all the hats. Right. So to have I think somebody that, that can, that can help you with that. That's huge. Right. It's I think the other that. thing that, that we run into a lot is that, you know, once upon a time, there were only a couple things that you could measure. Mm. And so you knew what the important numbers were. And today you can measure a million different things. We've got all these different data points and there's an assumption that just because you can quantify it, it's important. And at the end of the day, some numbers are more important than others. And I, you know, I feel like, especially in marketing, you've got to have a real handle on which numbers really matter and which numbers are less important. At the end of the day, revenue is the number one, most important number, right? Uh, In the world of radio or television, you know, there's kind of that second tier of numbers that I understand how they affect revenue. I know when the ratings go up, the revenue goes up. So ratings is an important number. I know when there are more email addresses in the email database, uh, you know, that becomes, you know, something that I can monetize. So I, I, that's an important number. When we get a lot of retweets, I don't really know how that affects the bottom line. So even though, (laughs) yeah, right. I mean, exactly. It's fun, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that it's uh, as important to some of those other numbers. So a lot of it is just figuring out what those important numbers are. Definitely. So if you were working with, let's say a smaller business owner, entrepreneur, or even like a smaller, um, just business in general, what would be your number? I always ask everyone for their golden nugget. Like what's the yeah, one yeah. thing that you've learned that if you could go back 25 years when you started, you'd say, okay, you need to know this. And this is like your, 
your, your game changer? It's always a tough question. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is a tough question. Let me think if, if there were, you know, um, I think the thing that I would say is that it's, it's easy to get overwhelmed mm. because it's easy to feel like there's all these different tools. Yeah. And the truth is the strategy that we're using it has been around for a long time. Yes, it's, yeah. it's not even an internet strategy. I mean, when yeah. we talk about content marketing, the concept is instead of bombarding people with sales messages, give them content that is helpful uh, yeah. and that they're looking for. And, and, you know, that's a strategy that predates the internet. My favorite example are, are things like uh, the Michelin guide. You know, you always hear about these Michelin star restaurants, which are, yeah. are restaurants that are really highly rated. Well, that yeah. comes from the Michelin guide that was put out by the Michelin tire company uh, yeah. and was first published, I think in the year 1900. Uh, oh, and the oh. reason was very simple. Michelin wanted people to drive to places so that they would use up their tires and then they would yeah. go buy more tires. So Michelin said, hey, here's all the great places that you should go drive. And uh, uh, that's a, an early example of content marketing. You know, if you go back and you can find uh, Jello recipe books from 1904, and that's basically Jello creating content in order to market their product and encourage people to, to make that purchase. So the concept is not that difficult. It's just that, okay, we're using some new digital tools to do it. Right. 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 Yeah. And I know a lot of times, even, even with us, with our clients, they're like, okay, there's blogging, there's SEO, there's creating content, there's social media, there's boosting posts, there's doing ads. There's, it's a lot, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, and when, by the time they get to us, they're like, can you please like demystify this process for us? Which I think is how marketing magic maker came about. I, I would be like, yes, I will leave my magic wand and untangle this mess for you. But, and, and look, you know, you, you eat the elephant one bite at a time. You, you can't uh, do everything all at once. So yes. prioritize. And I'm, I'm a big fan of telling people, look, if you're not on Snapchat, it's not the end of the world, right? right? Like here are the things that matter. If we can only do a few things, here's what we're going to do first. Yep. Uh, and so I think, yep. I think prioritizing is, is really important as well. You know, what, one of the things that I find is that the technology has gotten easier to use. Yes, definitely. 10, 15 years ago, it was hard to get the technology to do what you wanted it to do. Yeah. Now it's become a lot easier. Think, you know, tools, especially for small businesses like WordPress or MailChimp, make it much easier. The user interface is really good, you yeah. know, all that stuff. Um, with most of the organizations I work with, it's not that the technology is difficult, it's that the human processes to kind of run that technology, the human, having the human systems in place and knowing, okay, yeah. you're the one who's responsible for doing this and you're supposed to do this and here's how it all moves. That's the challenge. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what would you say if someone, I would say, what would be your, what would you recommend to someone that's like, ah, I don't even know where to start. Would you recommend them to start with a DIY? Would you recommend them to learn on their own or maybe do sort of a hybrid or reach out to someone like URI or something like that? Well, so a business that's looking to, to do some marketing? Yeah. Or if they were an entrepreneur just starting out, um, we have a lot of people in the group that are either like a real single real estate agent or they're a um, direct seller or something like that. And I know that a lot of people get overwhelmed with all these different pieces. So, yeah. So I think it depends. I think, you know, I, I, I am very an entrepreneurial guy. I'm, I have yeah. a very much a DIY spirit. I like getting under the hood and getting my hands dirty and, and yeah. doing things. Um, you know, the downside to that is that 
uh, I am not very good at outsourcing or delegating certain things when really it would be a lot more effective if I did. I I give you an example, you know, um, I own a lawnmower, you know, and, (laughs) and for several years I mowed my own lawn last summer was the first year that I just paid somebody to mow my lawn and it made my life so much better. really wasn't that expensive. And and so sometimes it makes sense to outsource, particularly at the things that either you don't like doing or Mm -hmm. you are not effective at doing and somebody else can do quicker that, that sometimes your time is better spent in, in places. I know I love marketing. I don't like sales. Uh, so that's something I would outsource, you know, uh, uh, whether it's your accounting or, or things like that. So first thing is, do you like it? Yeah. Uh, and if you don't like it, yes, absolutely go find somebody who does to do it because yeah. they'll do it better because they like it. Yeah. Um, if you do uh-huh. like it, you know, the places that I would say to start are website and email. Yeah. The, those are the core. Um, yep. And they're not sexy, right? Like everybody, you know, in, in my space, everybody wants to talk about uh, TikTok and podcasts and Clubhouse, yeah. right? You know, yeah. like these are the sexy new shiny, shiny tools. New. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and most of the stations that I work with, they, they have taught themselves social media because they like social media. That's the fun yeah. part of the internet. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you got to have a good website and you, and email, even though it's been around for a long time and it's not yeah. the sexy new thing, it's the workhorse. Yeah. And so until you get that right, don't even worry about other stuff. Gotcha. That's a great starting point. So I will post some resources of ways that you guys can um, sort of identify what do I like to do what I'm good at? What do I not like to do what I'm good at? What do I not like to do and I'm good at? And what do I, wait, I think I said it wrong. So anyways, I'll find the resource on that. I know I have one, but to really define, okay, what can I take off my plate and delegate out to something else? And when that frees up my time, what can I then invest in myself or in my business to really skyrocket, right? That's such a great point. And, and the point about content marketing too, is we say this to realtors all the time. I I feel like, you know, this is going to be written on my tombstone at this point. It's like, you're probably friends with five to 10 other realtors. So if there's nine of those 10 realtors are posting coming soon, just sold, just listed pending, it's going to turn you off to those nine. But that 10th realtor, that's like, here's some resources on how you can fix your credit. If you have bad credit and you want to own a home, here's some steps to home ownership. Here's some maintenance things for if you already own a home, I feel like that content created piece resonates so much more with your ideal clients and who you're trying to target. And it just is, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, Michelin, because it's been a time tested, true way to do it. So that's such a good point. I mean, I mean, be useful to your yeah. customers or your potential customers and, and yeah. create content that's helpful. The, the best place to start is think of the questions that you get asked over and over yes. and over again, and yeah. just create some content that answers that question. I love and that. the content can take different forms, whatever you like, or whatever you, you know, I mean, if you can repurpose it and repackage it in different ways, that's great. Yeah. So do it as a podcast, do it as a video, do it as a blog post, do it as yeah. a webinar, you know, yeah. and, and I do this all the time you know, but it's, it's the same content. I only have to write it once. I just give it in different formats, you know, go do it as a speech at a, you know, the Rhode Island Economic Development Corporation or whatever. Yep. That's so good. So tell us about your starting podcast parties. Is that what it's called? Uh, Yes. So so this this has been a lot of fun. So I love the podcasting space. I mean, for me, 
it is uh, really exciting. It is, uh, you know, it's a space I've been involved with for, for 10 years. I've had a number of different podcasts over the years and uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, we were all in our houses and, and of course there were all these live events that couldn't happen. Yeah. And uh, every year I would go out to CES and, and my company would actually give uh, tours to radio and television executives, VIP tours of, of the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Yeah. And we couldn't do that last year because it all went virtual. And so we decided at the last minute that we were going to do a virtual uh, VIP tour of CES. We had to figure out how to do this and uh, wound up using a platform called Remo that I really, really liked for it. And so I started using it for my own podcast. And what I liked about this virtual event platform that made it different from Zoom or so many of the other things, so many of the virtual events that I've been to during this pandemic are essentially a webinar with a chat box by the side, sure. right? And that's what passes for interactive. Yeah. And this platform has that. You can, you can do that. It's one mode. It's called presentation mode, but it has a second mode. And the second mode is called conversation mode. And when you log in, you see a floor plan of a, basically a hotel ballroom and you see all these tables and you double click on a table. And now you're entered into a video conference with everybody at that table. Oh, and then okay. you can move to a new table at any other time. And you're now talking to everybody at that table. And what this platform really did is, you know, I think we all kept up with the people that we knew well during the pandemic. Yeah. It's those sort of chance encounters of mm -hmm. passing in the hallway or that one person that you see every year at that conference and you have a 10 minute conversation or, you know, oh. the, the, that opportunity to meet somebody new and go, oh, what do you do? Oh, you do that. I do this. We should work together on something yeah. that wasn't happening. So I have a podcast for Detroit artists and entertainers. And our goal is to bring together musicians or comedians or actors or art, you know, visual artists, people from different stripes in the hopes that they find ways to collaborate with each other. And we started hosting these virtual networking nights using this platform. And it was really cool because we started to see people who had met at our events, then go collaborate on other stuff. Oh, and awesome. I loved it so much as a platform that I actually went to Remo and I licensed it and we put together podcast parties. And so the idea is if you're a podcaster and you have people in your audience who would want to talk to each other because they have a shared interest, you know, you have a podcast about knitting and knitters love to talk to each other. Um, you can now host virtual events, turnkey virtual events for that. And that so awesome. we put that together and uh, it worked. It, it's worked really, really well. We've done a number of them for, for different podcasters and it's been a lot of fun. So that's podcastparties.com. If, uh, if anybody's listening. I love and, it. I love it. You don't have to be a podcaster to put together a virtual event. We've done them for museums. We've done them for conferences. We've done them for a number of different things. Really, if you have people that you're trying to reach who have a shared common interest and want to talk to each other, um, that's, that's where it works really well. That is so awesome. So good. Well, congratulations on starting this, <laughs> Thank you. this venture. We appreciate your time. I loved, you know, talking to you today. Thank you for sharing some of your marketing knowledge and you've been yeah, thanks. doing it's so a, many awesome things throughout the years. And it's where, good to catch are you, up. where are you in the world now? Are you in Detroit? So I'm, I'm right outside of Detroit. 
So awesome. if you if you remember the Eminem movie, Eight Mile is the uh, line that divides uh, Detroit from the suburbs. That's why it was named for that. There are yeah. all these uh, roads, you know, starting with Five Mile, and they go. I don't even know how far up they go, but uh, you know, so there's a five mile, six mile, seven mile as you go north. Yes. And uh, I am right about ten mile. Awesome. Well. There you go. Maybe maybe Eminem will host a podcast on podcast parties. Maybe you never he will. Know. <laughs> maybe he will. So, yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Fearless Friday has been so much fun. We get to talk to awesome people every single week. So I'm super excited to have you on the show. And if you guys want to check it out, we'll put the link in the comments so that you guys can check out what podcast parties is all about. And thank you so much. We will next week. Uh, oh, I don't know who we have next week. I think we have... I'll get back to you on that. I'll post that in the comments too, but I'm sure it's someone awesome because every week we have such great, fun conversations. So I hope you guys got something fun out of it. I'm going to post some resources for you and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great Friday. Thank you. Thank you.